This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you. Good morning. Thanks so much and welcome to the show. And we've got a lot to get to today. We'll go around and everybody's going to share what they're working on in their respective departments. Start off by saying we're going to have a true crime report coming up later this morning. So we got that on the way. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, school in the fall, both public school and colleges and uh, what plans are being made for the fall semester. In some states like Florida, schools are set to open next month. And in in Florida, it sounds like they're pretty gung-ho. At least the governor of Florida is pretty gung-ho. Not all the teachers are on board, though. And a whole lot more. So here, let me give out the phone number in case you want to give us a call. We uh, always look forward to taking phone calls from listeners like yourself. So here's the number. Toll-free live into the studio is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. And if you want to leave a message, we've got a separate line. It's just, you know, a recording comes on. You leave a message. We'll hear it. We may play it on the air. And that number is 844-805-NECK. That's the toll-free neckline at 844-805-6325. And uh, good morning to all of our uh, Facebook audience. Over on Facebook, you can look up Buzz Adams Show if you want to see what's happening in the studio. Maybe you're not interested in what's happening in the studio. You might be interested in that in that chat, which gets out of control all sometimes. Riled up, man. Yeah, sometimes get really riled up, especially. What I've noticed is, like, the regular chatters get up pretty early but the trolls really only show up like the last hour or so of the show i don't know why trolls sleep in but (laughs) that's when things start getting a little woolly um so you can go over there find buzz adams morning show on facebook and if you want to see you know you see what our cameras are doing in the studio what they're showing and you could also uh, check out the chat participate if you want to. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about back to school. President Trump yesterday called on governors and mayors to bring students back to classrooms full time uh, in the fall. He said uh, parents want it, the kids want it, and has asked that they abandon any plans for remote learning. Many experts do agree that the uh, cost, both psychological and educational, of keeping children at home full time is a, is a problem, but schools also have the potential to spark new virus outbreaks if they're not open carefully. And some senators, including uh, Marco Rubio of Florida, Republican, have called for federal funding to help schools reopen. All right. College students question tuition for online classes. And this is a story in today's Texas Tribune. And it talks about uh, they talked to a student who goes to Texas A&M. 
and uh, basically saying, I, I, yeah, I got questions about whether I should pay mm-hmm. tuition for for what amounts to online classes. This is Sarah Ramos, um, Texas A&M student. I do want to return to school, but the likelihood of that is teetering right now, said Ramos, who's working in a grocery store over the summer to save up for tuition. I want the best education possible, and I really don't think I can get that online. I can't get that from a screen. Right. A lot of these schools, it's all about the connections you make, man. Well, especially the Ivy. So, you know, if you wonder, well, you know, why is it so expensive to go to Harvard or Yale? And why is Harvard, why are they so exclusive? Really, a lot of what it is, is who you're going to meet there and, you know, the contacts that you're going to get from from being there. And I mean, that can apply to other colleges, but it's especially more so. It's not like. You know, if you pay 10 times as much to go to an Ivy, that their classes are 10 times harder. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily what it means. But you're more likely to meet people that are going to be the future business and government and creative right. leaders of the country when you go to a college like that. And well, especially, especially if you're paying that much. Well, not only that, but also if you're joining like a Greek life, like a sorority or fraternity, something like that, you can't join something like that online. And at a lot of those Ivy League schools, it's for the connections. You meet people who are in your fraternity or or in your sorority who are prominent people in um, the world. Yeah, just watch the beginning of the social media. Well, it it goes beyond... Social network? Or social network, yeah. It goes beyond the, you know, the the Greek system. It also has to do with, you know, people in your field and things like that. So... Your mentors that you can get. I could definitely see somebody questioning why they're paying this outrageous sum of money to basically take online classes. So, Especially when there's a lot of schools that are now doing their online classes. Like, you can get classes from these schools online for free already. So it's like, you're going to pay this tuition, but the class is already online. Yeah, so going to Harvard remotely would be like... Um, would be like going to University of Phoenix online, except way, way more expensive, and you're not going to make those. You know uh, how much more expensive? Probably a hundred thousand uh, a year more. No, it's got here average annual cost of Harvard per year is about seventy two thousand dollars. Yeah, and then the average cost at University of Phoenix per year is about nineteen. Is that per year or per semester? It says per, uh, annual cost, so it'd be per okay. year. Well, the cost is one thing, but getting getting in in the first place is quite an- another. So let's just imagine what, what it would be like at some of these what pricey can, what, schools. What pictures can you fake to get into Harvard if it's all online? <laughs> Good point. That's right. How are your daughters going to be on the crew team at USC yeah. if, uh, oh. if, they, if they're not having crew? Yep. I have a gym etiquette question that I want to pose to you, but... I wanted to draw some attention to some of the stuff that's over at buzzadamshow.com. Our website is updated uh, several times throughout the day, and this is stuff that's new within the past 24 hours. I see Brandon uh, posted about whether or not Texans can legally purchase marijuana in New Mexico. We had a conversation. We had a couple of guests on yesterday, and I'm still not sure. quite the conversation. Right. Huh. 
So spark it up for us. What's uh, Did we figure out finally uh, what steps, if you're in Texas and say you want to go over into New Mexico, what you have to do? I'm or, still not even 100% right. clear. It sounds like it changes pretty frequently. Yeah, because it was just last year where apparently even having a Texas ID, you could go to New Mexico, see a doctor, get the doctor's referral, and then go get that uh, quote-unquote prescription refilled. Then that changed within like just a few months, and now it's you have to get your ID card through California, and there was the website nugmd.com, and I think it was like 39 bucks. And then you can use that referral and go get it filled. But uh, who knows at this point? Again, it's still illegal, folks, in the state of Texas. I just need to remind you of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, fed- and technically federally, too. But. Is it this month or next month that it's going to be decriminalized in El Paso in that if they catch you with a, with a personal amount, they're not going to charge you or arrest you? They might take your weed. I thought it was this month. Wasn't it July 1st that went in? <sighs> I, or August 1st. I don't remember. It can't well, be either, soon enough. But either way, <laughs> either way, that really isn't going to matter because remember, they can't really test if a product has THC or CBD. So you yeah, can have Yeah, but if you're t- carrying around a like a nug of a flour, they're going to know no, that. <laughs> that's, no, but that's the thing is that-, that they, they also make CBD from, versions of yeah, that. Yeah, they make CBD Of nugs, the, of the nug? Will. Yeah. Yeah. Go to a CBD shop. Buzz is learning all these words. I was going to say, I just heard him say flower, and I was like, Why would I go to a C- going to a CBD okay. shop would be like going to I a liquor. You. It would be like going to a liquor store that only sells O'Doul's. Why would I? Why would anybody do that? Because the CBD has that's the actual medicinal mm-hmm. part of the marijuana. Yeah, that's like if O'Doul's got rid of your pain. Yeah. Yeah. Where or did you learn you flower? Where did you learn that term? I've learned a lot of terms in the past twelve months. <laughs> Good for you. Brandon's got a post about roundabouts, and I don't know if you have roundabouts, but they have really solved a lot of problems. Just my conversations with you most of the time. A roundabout conversation. (laughs) Especially on uh, Country Club, you know, during a busy time of the day, there's no way to, before they put those roundabouts. So a roundabout is what they have in It's what the Griswolds get stuck on. Look, kids. Tower of London. Big Ben. Big Ben. Um... What what is your post? Well, there was a video that came up of somebody who basically what it looked like they were doing was they got to the roundabout and they're like, eh, I'm just gonna drive through it. And there was a car. It was, a, it was an accident where they were up in the middle of the roundabout. That wasn't a decision. I can tell you from the picture that was somebody who just plowed right into it, probably well, drunk. Well, and that's the thing. So as I was watching this, there's multiple different angles of it, Christ. and so I'm wondering. Okay, so. Is that because it, it goes from light to dark? Yeah, so it was out there all day. And so I'm like, A, is this the same accident or is it a different one? And it's the if same it is, car. If it is, was, and that's the thing is, if it is the same one, it looks like it's the same car. How long was that car there? And what's the, like, it, there are a lot of confusing things in the city in which we live when it comes to driving, and roundabouts is certainly <laughs> one of them. Like, people don't understand how they work. Before they put those roundabouts in, you could sit there and wait for 15 minutes. Like when when the traffic is really busy on Country Club Road. Mm -hmm. And then they put those roundabouts and the most you wait is five seconds, ten seconds. Yeah, because you don't have a four-way stop. You got them roundabouts where that beaver was at, man. (laughs) Telling you. Telling you, I think think you saw a raccoon. No, it was a beaver. 
think we have beavers. We do. We've talked about this on the air. Somebody's there are beavers in for Oregon. Oregon is nope. what it sounds like. Nope. To me. Nope. Yeah. No. No. Wait, wait, was that somebody in the video? I think it was that. Yeah. They're, saying, they're saying people don't know how to use it. It sounded like Lisa. I thought it was Lisa talking for a second. <laughs> um, if you have not yet seen Hamilton, it's on Disney Plus, and it's great. Okay. I finally get what the big deal is after all these years. I mean, this thing's been out like a decade. Yeah. You and know, finally, I'm like, oh, yeah, it really welcome is. Welcome to the party. It is as good as everybody's saying. Did you know that death is apparently in the show? Death is in Hamilton. Yeah, there's a par- a character called the Bullet who represents Death gunning for Hamilton and the other characters. I did not. I enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed it a lot more if my if my Disney Plus didn't buffer every it's still minute buffering? and a half. Yeah, N- Nico, it's infuriating, right? It makes it almost. Yeah, un- it I mean, makes you, everything you can go like three minutes, like a full song, and n- nothing happens. But if then you're that's lucky, that, that's still pretty. It's still, that's very still pretty infuriating. So yeah. over the course of two hours, it's going to buffer 30, 40 times. Yeah, and I just wonder it. It can't be happening to everybody else as much as it happens to me. Or this would be a major can't. Uh, this would be a ma- like a major story would be. Oh, Disney Plus sucks, and you can't watch anything without it constantly buffering. No, so I know that my- multiple people could be watching Hamilton on Disney Plus and just causing it to be slow. But he said it was before that. So uh, yeah, even on like uh, Clone Wars, the first season, I don't think that many people are are watching. You know, a lot of people might be watching it. Just happen to watch all of the most popular things at Disney Plus at that time. So uh, have you you done the things that we we told you to test out? Have you tried hardwiring it into, like using an actual cord, plugging it into the motor router? I have definitely told Nico to try those that's things. What, well, that's who I'm asking. No, I, I haven't been over to Buzz's since yesterday. And how did, you, <laughs> how did you test the speed? Did you actually run a test on it to see I how have fast a, um, the upload and download speed was? There's an app for that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Did you use that? I used an app for it that said test speeds. And? <laughs> yeah, they were good. What was, was like, what was it? It was like two megabytes per second. That's terrible. Oh, that's pretty good. That is <laughs> terrible. Like, that's, that's you need new internet service. Yeah, I mean, like, it so, could work better. <laughs> so I just need to go through somebody else, or I need to get like a more platinum package because I really do what, feel like I'm your, play, paying through the nose. First thing I would do is who's your router? Like, did you reset the whole thing? I don't know, I, Nico. I'm asking Nico. <laughs> right, no, I, no, no. <laughs> I have, I have done none of those. Will you reset since, the thing? Yeah, I, I will do that. Yeah. ASAP. And just show them how to do all, Truly, it's just unplugging the back of it and then plugging, like letting it sit for 30 seconds and then plugging yeah, it back Yeah, but do you in. own your own router or do you have the one that the company gave it's you? It's the one that comes with the... the, the I would, so I had the same problem with my Hulu. And what I ended up having to do is I just went and bought a, a different... I bought my own router. And then I, and I asked the lady, I said, look, this is all the stuff I do with my computer, my computer at home and with streaming stuff. And she was like, okay, this is the one that you need. So I would almost recommend that. Just go to a local store and tell them my my internet sucks. This is what I need help with. Did I ever tell you I was in a battle with somebody in Spain <laughs> over okay. what language my Netflix was going to be set to? Okay. Oh, that one is weird. Every time we would put on Buzz's Netflix uh, app, it would all be in Spanish. Like ev- everything would have changed, and then we'll change it back. We'll change all the settings back, and then two days later. Everything's in Spanish again. <laughs> so somebody was using my account yeah. <laughs> to get on in 
Spain. In, well, I, I say Spain because the the subtitles or subtitulos would be set to Spanish parentheses European. So that made me think that it's not somebody because they had a Spanish like Mexican. So it made me think it's somebody it's in Spain. Hamilton is long. You know, it's uh, got an intermission because it's so long. So you're looking at three and a half hours. And you should definitely watch it. It's worth it. But if you wanted, like, the Reader's Digest version. Sure. I've got a, I've got a hack for you. You ready? Let me hear it. Weird Al did a polka tribute that includes every song, every scene, and every character. Except it's done polka style. And it's in that <laughs> very rapid... Uh, two four time, so it doesn't leave anything out. You could watch it; it's under five minutes, and you could watch it and hear every song except done in the style of Weird Al. You can see this, and the only thing better than the Weird Al version of Hamilton is watching Lin Manuel uh, Miranda hear it for the first time, and just like it's a reaction video, which I've also included in the post. Oh. So you can go and check that out and a bunch of other stuff that we didn't get around to highlighting. You can find it at buzzadamshow.com. All the stuff we talked about, though, is right there on the front page of buzzadamshow.com. Lisa goes to, like, four different gyms. And Brandon, Brandon, what's that gym you go to with the Krav Maga? Total defense over off of uh, Donovan here in the city in which we live. They're open, by the way. They are open. They do in Krav Maga classes? Kind of. Because um, you aren't, I mean, it's You're not allowed to grapple because you're, Yeah, you're really not able to have contact, but they are doing uh, the training. They still have uh, jujitsu classes as much as they can do. They have Krav Maga going on, and then they also have um, the full-on fitness. Like, if you're just looking for a gym to work out, they have that there. Oh, they have weights and everything? As, yeah, they have a whole, in the, in the back, they have a whole area set up of just basic physical fitness. So if you're looking for a place, man, go to uh, Total Defense El Paso. It's over off of Donovan and Sunland Park. All right. So I made the decision last week to get back in shape. I was was inspired by Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and his total body transformation. Uh If I came to work today and forgot to bring my gym bag, Uh but I want to go to the gym, will they let you work out in jeans? And I know that sounds really weird right but would they have a policy i was thinking like oh, i'll just go over because these jeans are so comfortable they're like a combination between denim and sweatpants they are the mm. most comfortable Stretchy jeans fence. i got these at burlington and i put them on and i was like okay i'm going back to burlington i'm going to buy every pair of these they have they didn't have any that, uh, it was one time only i can't find them online but these are super comfortable jeans they do have metal rivet I think they, yeah. They Are have you wearing metal. jeggings? No, they're not jeggings. They're just really, really comfortable. Come over here. So Feel these jeans. I, oh I'm God. okay right No, here. no, just give okay. them a tug. Give them a tug? Yeah, just feel how comfortable <laughs> the material. Nico, give me an honest. Let's give them a tug. Tug. Give them an honest tug. tug. Like, honest that's tug. That's pretty good. Little yeah, little tug. super comfortable. Mm-hmm. Lisa, you go to enough gyms. You're going to soak that hand in alcohol, by the way. Yeah. Could um. I- so you can... But the thing, the two things for you. One, why would you ever give up the opportunity to go to either a Burlington or Marshalls or somewhere like that and just get another pair of workout pants? And two. I have so many sweats in my closet. But, and two, 
do you really want to risk ruining those pants? Wouldn't you want to, like, working out of them, you don't think it's going to wear and tear a little bit more? I, no. They are I, very stretchy. I, don't think I hardly ever wash them. Like, I've had them for six or seven months. I and think that's I only not because them he's trying to make them softer or anything. Actually, that's well, just no, no, I read a thing that yeah. said you're not, you're not you don't need to, to wash your denim. Yeah. You're only supposed to do it maybe once a month, I think. Yeah. Wasn't that about what it was? And it was the guy, it was like the CEO or one of the heads of, of Levi's. Levi's. Yeah, it was the CEO of Levi's. I think he said he never washed right. them unless he spills something on them. I feel like... That's really the only reason I wash them, and I, I wash mine probably far more frequently because I slop all the time. If I went to the gym to work out in jeans, it, I'd kind of be acknowledging that I'm an old man and I just don't care anymore. Yeah, right. that's okay. Yeah. Except you know, it's like I think your jeans would trap your sweat. No, <laughs> like you'll just get a real sweaty butt. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't work butt. up a sweat. How upset would you be <laughs> if you are at the gym, you're doing something on one of the machines, whatever it may be, and then you rip your pants. Yeah, and your jean gets caught on something or it tears them. They're gonna be upset because that's the only pair of those you got. So I got a, a, some reaction to this. I posted this uh, online. And somebody says, I see guys in the 70-year-plus range wearing pants all the time. Sometimes nicely pleated. Sometimes nicely pleated with a white undershirt. At least they're exercising. Yeah. I think that's the most important part. What is it that you do when you're at the gym? Yeah. Pump iron. You know. (laughs) Do you run on the treadmill? Do you get any cardio in whatsoever? Treadmill, bike, elliptical. elliptical. Mm -hmm. How much? Nice. I don't know, 30 minutes? Okay. Difficult or no? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm, the machine's doing most of the work. I'm not just—I'm not pouring buckets of sweat off my face, but I'm—you know—here's uh, what somebody else said. Listen yeah, to this. Story. You're not working hard enough, buddy. Saw two dudes working out in slacks, dress shirt, and shoes, and one of them had a tie on. I thought maybe they were the gym's corporate guys testing equipment. They were not. I asked my trainer about it, and she said those two dudes are in at least three times a week working out in their office clothes. Well. Weird. That is weird. I mean, maybe they're Mormon missionaries, and they just happen to be traveling (laughs) through town. It's like, hey, let's ride our bike over and catch a workout. There are a couple of bikes outside, (laughs) hooked, uh, you know, chained to a fence. I don't know. But I think one of the bigger things is with the rivets or anything like that that could damage Mm -hmm. the equipment, that could possibly... Uh, do something. I mean, other than that, it's really your own comfort, but it's whether or not you're affecting the equipment that other people are going to use, I think is the big question. Well, yesterday I got called out at the gym for not wiping down. Social distancing. Good guesses. Covering your mouth when you coughed. Nope. Um, Sharding. While you wear the equipment Not washing your hands Gross No He's doing that leg split once (laughs) (laughs) No I got called I called I got called out By one of the Gym employees For a couple things First of all I On your phone Nope what on my grunting, phone? What grunting, are you about? Everybody's on their phone loudly. when they're in there. Gra- like grunting too erotically. No. Ooh, erotically. No. Uh, okay, what is it? Uh, You're not allowed to do that in Planet Fitness. Uh, the, uh, the lunkhead alarm will go off. If you make all those. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to a Planet Fitness? Uh, not when the lunk alarm goes off. It, they have it. I've been in there when it goes off. Like somebody dropping 45 pound plates or something, and it, then the uh, the lunkhead alert will go off. Oh my gosh! All right. 
first of all, I went over to the water fountain and I drank out of the water fountain. Oh. It's not supposed to be used right now. Huh? It's supposed to only be used to fill a bottle. Yeah. So what did I do? I said, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't even see the sign. Mm-hmm. You saw the sign, didn't you? I saw the sign. <laughs> it opened up my eyes. No, I, did, I didn't see the sign. I was not aware at all. Okay. And then I thought, okay, well, good to know. I won't do it again. And then it's like, also, you need to wear the mask in between exercise. I'm like, well, I just came over to get a drink. She's like, yeah, well, you're not supposed to do that either. But if you're if you're not working out on the machine, mm-hmm. we require you put the mask on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yeah. that what's wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing. I it's just completely sensible. It's because yeah. if you're on the machine, you're exercising, which is when you're supposed to. You don't have to wear the mask. But let's say, yeah, you go to get a drink or you go to the bathroom or something like that. Yeah, you're, it's the same thing. as What if here. I was just going to get from one machine? Because I, I, I do cycles, you know. Circuits. Circuits. circuits there you go. I do a circuit. <laughs> so I don't even work out. <laughs> I know what to say, Nico. <laughs> what if I was just going to walk from this machine to a machine that's like 10 feet away? Do I have to put the mask on for yeah. the 10 feet in you know between what, the two you machines? You know what I would do? I would deliberately and like very uh, dramatically hold your breath. <gasps> so you're like, <gasps> everybody, I want everybody to notice this. And I'm then, not exhaling. Yeah, and then all you do is... <gasps> That man's right turning over. blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your gym is, it depends on the gym. I know a lot of gyms that aren't that stringent right now. And they're like, yeah, you know what? We have to do circuits where there's things we're doing. Yeah. You don't have to wear your mask, just social distance. But it depends on your gym. Like mine, we have to wear a mask when we're working out. Let me tell you, there's many. Yeah, that sounds really hard. I thought I was going to pass out yesterday a couple times. Like one of them beast mode masks that Marshawn Lynch wears and that's you're good probably, to go. I, that's probably what I need. All right. So jeans, they'll probably let you, but I will definitely look like old, like like an old person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you could be in whatever you want. You're still going to look like the old person. Then. You know what would work better? Hair. Just don't work out. There anymore. you go. Just don't work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. You look ride your, ride, what happened to riding your bike? I do that, too. I worked out. I went to the gym yesterday, and then I went home, and I rode the bike for like an hour. Woo. Wait, you. isn't it electric? Like, you just press a button, and it, it goes? It is. It is electric. Okay, but I don't just ride it electric <laughs> the whole time. I only use the electric part. <laughs> on the uphill. <laughs> no. Well, yes. But, <laughs> like, if I'm going to get out on a busy street, and we don't have bike lanes. They might say it's a bike lane, but it's just it's the, the lane. It's right, the it's the street. It's not really a bike lane. And those cars are going through there like at, like at 45 miles an hour. I think the speed limit's 30, 35, and they're going 50. I've rode my bike through your neighborhood, and yeah, you're, you're completely right. I yeah. give it that. So anytime I'm on a road, I'm on, I'm on that road for a shorter period of time. That's what I use the the motor for and you know to get up really steep hills so you're right about that anything that takes effort really all right let's take a break whole lot more of the buzz adams morning show on the way right after this it's the buzz adams morning show podcast do you want to find out what brand your uh, jeans are says izod but i'm not 100 percent sure because at burlington yeah, I don't know how they operate. Well, I don't think they switch labels or anything, but they might get yeah, the, probably not the defects. Like you didn't buy it from like Wish or anything. <laughs> no, I, it says Izod on the label, but God, I would have I would have bought if they'd had a dozen a half a dozen pair of jeans 
in in my size, I would bottom because these are the hands down the most comfortable jeans. See, now you know what it's like when you lock in on one solid pair of pants and you just wear those every day. I have one pair of jeans. I even tried buying another pair like a week ago. Eh, they didn't fit right, so now they're just going to sit in my drawer forever. Yeah, there are some people who've done that before, like, uh, uh, oh, the the Apple guy, Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wore the same, uh, maybe not the, the same material, not the, the same, same actual brand, shirt. the but, same type. Right, his closet was just like all of those turtlenecks that looked the same and all the pants that looked the same. I Didn't think they, Einstein, Einstein I'd heard that, that he had a few different, you know, for wash days, he had another pair, but it was like he dressed the same every day. Yeah, but for those people, it was because they had so much to think about. They didn't want to think about dressing up. That's how I feel that I am. <laughs> Hit the this nail coming, right on the head. Coming from the guy who loves to peacock. Yeah. Have you seen my shoes? Look at my shoes. Got some shows. There are a lot of people in our Facebook chat saying that two megabytes is terrible. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah, somebody was saying that uh, HD streaming does six six megabytes alone, so two is awful. I don't have a cheap version of the internet. Like, I have the internet and... And, There's uh, a lot of things that could be going wrong. Streaming all bundled together, and it is a pretty penny mm-hmm. at the end of the <laughs> month. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I shouldn't have to wait for my Disney Plus to be streaming every three minutes. I, I, told be, you, uh, I had the same problem. That's what, but I bought buffering I w- is what I meant to say. Yeah, I went and bought my own router, and all of my problems went went away. Where's a router store? It's called Best Buy. Carl, routers are us. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Spectrum? Is that what you have? Yes. Okay. Or, or. It's dish. really easy to do. You just have to look up. Wait, wait, wait. Do you have Dish or Direct? Oh, is does Spectrum used to be? That's cable. No. So then, what do you have? I don't know the thing. He has AT and T. That's what it is. Dish? Yeah. I thought I had a Dish. No, I have Dish. Yeah. And the, well, the internet's from well, I think I think we started where mm-hmm. your problem begins, and you need to first look at is what the hell do you have? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's all a TV. Pretty sure it's. Pretty sure it's. A I have internet. That's what I have. I mean, he's not wrong. Kind of have internet. Here is a comment on uh, Facebook. Padilla says, "I remember listening to a podcast a couple months back where Buzz didn't want to wear a mask." Until the numbers were above a certain point. Um, I don't specifically remember that, but yeah, I mean, when when this stuff was first coming out in January, they told you not to wear a mask. I mean, there's nothing contradictory about that when, you know, we didn't know how this pandemic was going to play out. It's like when I see people post a, a video of a health expert saying you don't need to wear a mask it's not going to prevent you from getting the coronavirus so really only medical professional and but they they don't mention that that was from January 19th or something sometimes you know, they don't even notice though they're like look at this video I'm like but did you see that's from April no it doesn't matter I'm like mm, kind of does though well I, the one that I saw specifically it was somebody on TV saying people are going out and buying up uh especially the N95, and they were saying, you know, it's not going to prevent you from getting coronavirus. And they're like, see, the whole thing is a scam. No. 
This was inf- this video that you're posting is from January, and at that point, th- there would be a shortage of those N95 masks. They were telling people not to get them. We didn't know how this thing was going to play out. Look, when I first heard of coronavirus, I, I I'll tell you what my attitude was. Well, we've had we, you know we had SARS, we had swine flu, we had all this other stuff. And some of that fizzled, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with this most recent one. It turns out this one has been unprecedented mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So, yeah, you could probably, if you were committed enough to it, you could find audio of me saying, yeah, I'm not convinced this is going to be such a big deal. That would be a valid opinion to have at the very beginning of this back in I January remember, 2020 but I think three months of lockdown will convince you yeah. <laughs> right. I, but I can remember seeing the stories coming out because I love the Daily Mail that kind of garbage website is my thing uh, and so I remember back in November and December when this was very first coming out of the they were talking about it from China and I kept looking at it going what look at that guy just passing out and then all of a sudden the hospital workers are dragging him off and this is insane Oh, well. And then going on my day because I didn't think I thought, well, maybe this is just one. of Maybe it's not real. Like maybe they're just making this up because it can, you know, the Daily Mail can have some outlandish stories sometimes. Also, and maybe it's in a foreign country so far away that it's not really going to impact us in the same way that it's I impacting. Really, yeah. yeah, because remember, we had the scare with Ebola. Look, I, I when people post stuff like this, I think it's supposed to make me feel like I was like I'm being hypocritical, but I'm not. You know, I had thoughts on what was going on when I first heard about it. Mm-hmm. And they changed. Yeah. And they change as more information becomes available. That's human nature. I think that you should be allowed to is become No, the real mistake would be if you make up your mind about something early on and then refuse to change your mind regardless of any new information or mm-hmm. developments in, in what we acknowledge... That's where you're making the mistake. And I think a lot of people just push their chips all in. And, you know, as this thing is, has played out and become apparently much more serious than you thought at first, some people are not willing to say, oh, I misjudged it or I was wrong. And I think you see that among people in some of the highest levels of government I don't think you see it from the medical community because I think, the you know, anybody with a science background knows you don't stick with your opinion if it flies in the face of new evidence. evidence. You change your opinion. You go where the evidence leads you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. But I think in politics, it's seen as flip-flopping or waffling or being weak. That's why science is better than politics. Mm-hmm. But science is only out there to dictate what you think, though. That's the problem. There's, look, I was telling this to, I think, Nico the other day. science. They're just trying to mind control all of us masks. It, in a lot of ways, I think science is kind of uh, like a surrogate religion for me. I mean, it's global warming happening. I believe so. But is it because of independent research I did? No, it's because of research done by scientists and experts. I, I didn't go to the Antarctic and oh, take... Yeah, yeah. We have to put core our samples. Trust. Yeah, we I have to take put our core trust. samples that go back twenty thousand years. But guess what? Somebody else did that, and they were qualified to do it. Mm-hmm. And all of them are saying the same thing. And we're going to take their word. Sure, I am. Yeah. I mean, when this is all done, and we look back, you know, Monday morning quarterback this year's down the road. Mm-hmm. 
you might say, well, here are some things we did right. Here are some things, we, you know, the experts were not 100% on the money about. But I'm not going to feel bad if I was wrong about something, because for the most part, I'm going with what the experts are saying. I mean, if you look back and you were telling people not to wear a mask and you were pl- proudly not wearing a mask and you were making videos boasting about how you don't wear a mask, I think you're going to look foolish, hmm. you know, if it turns out. And it has in a lot of ways. Yeah, but the problem is to them, like a lot of the people who think that way or believe like that, that doesn't make them look foolish. Like they, they, it, somehow they're able to block that. Really, the fact that we have 130,000 people who are dead from coronavirus. Yeah, the shame doesn't yeah. Make never going to be there. It doesn't it's, shame anybody into nope. thinking. Never going to be there. It's never nope. going to be there. Maybe I ought to shut up. I don't know what I'm talking about, obviously. Because they can't relate to it. People think of those as numbers, and they just don't think of them as, you know, relatable people. I, I mean, it's fully possible when we look back uh, from a from a place down the road a few years we say well we didn't need to close this or what we really should have closed was this instead mm-hmm. I'm not going to feel bad about that because I will have been going with what the best available information from the best experts was and that's what I try and s- stick to so what if we only have to start wearing more stuff like an entire hazmat suit by the end <sighs> of the year cool down then it would look real silly now Man, I think it, it'd get to a point in a, in the United States where, you know, if this was going on like a year, two years, people are going to say, you know what? <laughs> Screw it. Yeah. Although in Asia, people started wearing those masks back when things like bird flu, SARS, mm-hmm. H1N1, things like that. And it kind of stuck. You would see, you know, people from Asian countries like in Vegas wearing the mask all the time well, and, also, and it seemed kind of silly but now you see everybody in america wearing the mask so oh i think also it's a, a little bit of um it's a respect thing too uh in in some of the asian countries if someone has like the flu or they have a cold or they're sick or something they would they will wear the mask just out of respect for other people of well i don't want to risk getting you sick so i'll wear the mask so even if even without the bird flu or sars or all of that even if they just have like the common cold or the common flu they're they will wear the mask so that's just something they do out of respect for other people um, yeah, my friend Mel went to, um, I think, Japan and a, a couple of other um, Asian countries. And she said, she's like, no, 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 they do that already. But it's just a sign of respect. Like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and make sure I don't get my germs on you if I'm sick. So that's already something that they just commonly do. Yeah, Americans are never going to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no way Americans True. are ever going to take that attitude. So how do you like this for an, an analogy for people who refuse to wear face masks. This is from a doctor in France. And the analogy he uses is people who drive drunk. Uh, The doctor says that driving drunk would be considered antisocial and not wearing face coverings in public should be regarded the same way. It it works on a a few levels. You know, if if you were to go drive drunk, you might say, well, I'm probably not going to kill anybody. And you might be right. You might not, but you might. And then if you do, you're responsible for that. So I uh, as far as analogies go, I think that one is a pretty good one. 
Yeah, you don't drive drunk because you're more likely to hurt somebody else mm-hmm. or yourself. So uh, just do it. By the way, new cases uh, yesterday in the United States were 55,000 new cases of coronavirus, and there were an additional 994 deaths. Wow. Nationwide in one day, almost 1,000 deaths in one day. What is uh, happening in the world of entertainment? Who's got something to bring to the table here? What do you want to start with? Um, Whatever you want to do. There's a list in front of you. That's what I'm asking you. Does any of those sound... I would say go with the ones that are on the list. <laughs> pick one. Uh, live I mean, action honestly, Peter Pan. I what? Could, I okay, could. Ca- I mean, if you want to know the truth, I could care less about the live action Peter Pan. So you could, I mean, if you're really asking, like which ones? Do you, you want? You could care less. Okay, I, let's talk about it. I could not care less. <laughs> oh, sorry. there it is. English major. Do you want to talk about Halle Berry then? Sure, I like Halle Berry. I think Berry. Buzz just grew up too soon. And he doesn't have that magic left in him. He is Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's uh, what's up with Halle Berry? So she has just pulled out of a role in an upcoming film in which she was going to be playing a transgender character. And this is after she faced uh, some serious backlash online. In an Instagram live video, she said that she had been preparing for the role, but had not officially been cast. She said, quote, it's a character where the woman is a trans character, so she's a woman that transitions into a man. Um, she said um, she was going to take a deep dive into it, but she started misgendering the character multiple times during this um, interview. Um, she kept uh, mixing up the he and the she pronouns and um, also called it, I guess, at one point, quote, a he, she movie. Uh, on Monday, she issued an apology, pulled out of the role, saying the transgender community should undeniably have the opportunity to tell their own stories. Um, the exact quote from her said over the weekend, I had an opportunity to discuss my consideration for an upcoming role. And I'd like to apologize for my remarks as a cisgender woman. I now understand I should not have have considered this role that the transgender community should undeniably have the opportunity to tell their own stories. Grateful for the guidance and critical conversation over the past few days. We'll continue to listen, educate, and learn from this mistake. I vow to be an ally in using my voice to promote better representation on screen, both in front of and behind the camera. Did Halle Berry get called called out years ago because she played... Catwoman. No, well, yeah. <laughs> now, no. she played like a historical character in one of her movies and it was like the character was black but Halle Berry wasn't black enough according to some people they were what movie I'm trying to think right now I'm like what was it was it was it Josephine Baker or was that somebody else I I don't know I just thought there was a a thing where Halle Berry had played a, a black historical figure and some people complained that she was too light skinned to be playing that that character. Um, I mean, I I don't know what movie that is, but maybe that did happen. Um, Isn't one, the point of acting to play somebody that you're not? Well, I think that they're. Um, so there's a really good documentary on Netflix right now called Disclosure: Trans Lives on Screen. So and it actually goes through. Um, just basically the uh, the problems and the struggles that um, transgender actors and actresses have uh, getting roles, but also being able to be portrayed correctly on screen so that they aren't 
mocked or made into um, a caricature of who they are. Um, there's a, a there's a part of it because my sister was actually the one who watched the documentary and was telling me about it. And she's like, there's a great interview with um, one of the morning anchors, Katie Couric, I think it was. And the way that she was talking to one of the transgender actors and actresses, um, she was asking these questions like, so do you still have, you know. Right. Everybody wants to know about your genitals. Yeah. Right? And then the, the, another part of it. And then just the interview from there took kind of like a negative turn. But at the end of it, um, the next time she met with this actress, she said, you know, what can what should I know in the future so that I don't come off as um, ignorant or uneducated in this? What would you like as a transgender actress? What would you like for me to know? And they said, they're like, this was a great moment where you don't have to cancel Katie Couric. You don't have to, you know, talk about how she doesn't understand this. But she actually came out and said, "Okay, I I did that wrong. I was wrong and I apologize. But now educate me. Please tell me these things. And I think that's what, you know, Halle Berry is doing here. She said she's not going to be taking that role. She believes that there should be a transgender actor, actress that takes it instead. And um, she said that she wants to become more educated. And it was the disclosure documentary that tweeted at her and said that um, they they wrote to her and said we ask that you please watch Disclosure on Netflix first maybe understand how cis actors like yourself acting in trans roles has major cultural consequences off screen for this community would it honest question mm-hmm. would it be okay for a transgender actor to play a non-transgender character it should be that's the point of acting and if it is okay for a transgendered actor to play someone other than their gender, is that, uh, why is that okay? Um, I can't answer that because I don't really know. I think that's uh, one of the questions that you really get into uh, w- with these situations is that um, sometimes you see uh, actors or actresses who um, do get those roles and like people got upset who she Jeffrey does- Tambor you know caught some grief and, and that was an acclaimed show Transparent mm-hmm. where he played mm-hmm. a, a transgendered woman right and it got a lot of acclaim but then after the run was over he got criticism because he was a not he was a cis god it just sounds so ridiculous when I say that he and was a is it, cisgender. Is it, because the, is it because you always hear Cartman's voice doing it? Uh-huh, because I'm cisgender. Is it, he would always call it cisgender. No, I don't know. It just seems so uh, weird, but... Yeah, I think there was some grief given to him over the fact that he played a, a transgender person. Okay. But if we're saying, hey, you should only play the gender that you actually mm-hmm. are... Are you saying only in a circumstance where you're playing transgender? If a transgender person wants to play a cisgender person, we're okay with that. I don't. I honestly can't give you an answer because I, I don't know. And I think that's where you get into these questions. Uh, back in you know uh, 2018, it was Scarlett Johansson was cast as a transgender character, and there was a lot of backlash, so she exited from that role. Uh, but you're you're right. Sometimes I I, I look at different actors or actresses and think maybe you know maybe there isn't you know an actor or an actress who would you know do that role justice but at the same time that's when you know you have people like Ava DuVernay who says well you're not looking hard enough 
look longer. You know, sometimes I think it would be very unfair to somebody like Laverne Cox, who is a good actor, to say, oh, you can only play roles. Actress. As a transgendered person. Yeah. But actress. Well, actor is what I call all. Yeah. All of them. There's a scene where the little girl explains it to uh, to Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Everybody's an Everybody's actor. Everybody's an actor. Actress would be very uh, gender-conforming. But here's the thing. I, I Anybody should be able to play any role because that's the point of acting is you're taking on a role of somebody who isn't you. But the issue that's kind of at the forefront of all of this is like Lisa saying where, well, you weren't able to find maybe a transgender person to play this role because you weren't looking hard enough. And maybe that's what needs to be focused on more opening up the search, not keeping it to, you know, a specific group of people opening mm-hmm. roles up to more people. But this whole, well, you can't play this role because you're not that person is a garbage argument because that's acting. That's the definition well, of Well, if they made a movie about Martin Luther King, you wouldn't say, oh, well, they chose Daniel Day-Lewis because he's such a good actor to play Martin Luther King. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't argue that well, you ought you to be able to do that. You base, it, you base it on the role, you base it on the movie, and you base it on what you're going for. It's art. It's an artistic form. It can't be cookie cutter. You can't immediately say- Well, but it's business, too, and I think there's some business where if you want a big star like Halle Berry- you, you may not be able to find a transgender star who has that kind of star power, commands that kind of box office or whatever it is you're hoping to accomplish. If I were a producer, I'd just stay away from any transgender. You know, like I just wouldn't do the movie. But that's it. I, I think I, Laverne <laughs> Cox, that's a great, uh, you know, actress. That's a great person. Actor. Um, okay, well, I'll call her an actress. Um, but I think she is a great uh, option for that role. Um, and there probably is other actresses out there. You're finding a lot of them uh, because of all these different movies and television shows that are coming out because there's so many different streaming sites. And so you're finding all of these new uh, people that could potentially work for some of these roles. And so I think kind of the argument, and I think this is when it gets very divided, but I, I, I think the argument is, is that there is a lot of people out there, but in Hollywood specifically, they're just not looking. Well, and that's the thing, too. Is like we were just talking about Holly Berry and how you maybe want to hire her because she has the star power. People buy tickets because Halle Berry's in but, a movie. Maybe. But, there's, but there's the thing. There's also the thought of maybe you've passed over somebody who was tran- transgender on a role previously because of some bias that maybe somebody had. Yeah, but you might also pass over somebody who is actually a better actor and better suited for the job just because they're not as well known as Halle Berry. But, either, that's, but, that, but that's the point that I'm getting at mm-hmm. is that you may have passed over some of these other people and then what you need to be willing to do is open up that search to somebody who might be, a, I mean, a, a, a better actor in this role or whatever the case may be. But this this simple, this cookie cutter, you can't play that role because you're not that person. I'm sorry, I can't agree with that in any way, shape, or form. Because that is what acting is. Well, you could agree with it that people is. shouldn't do blackface to play a role, right? Well, I mean, I still I mean, would it you would, go that far? Well, I, I think it depends on, depends on how it's done. So you're pro-blackface depending on how it's done. I would say 99.9%. I would probably disagree with. 
Uh-huh. But if they, let's say that there is a role that's done that's uh, written by a black person, directed by a black person, like we want this in our movie, you're going to say that that's not OK? Like if they did a big biopic of Al Jolson and you had to show him doing blackface because that was, you know, one of his famous you know, mammy. I mean, if you have, to, I mean, <laughs> you, just, just completely eliminating it, right. and hiding it from it solves nothing. Mm-hmm. It right. absolutely solves no part of this issue. Being able to address it and talk about it, like when they get rid of stuff online, where it's all of a sudden, oh well, there was blackface in this. We just have to cancel. We just have to get rid of it. We can't. We can't. Uh, we can't have this shown anymore. No, you need to be able to talk about it. That's the only way you're ever going to solve any of these issues. Um, so this kind of dovetails in here. There's a group of mostly writers who uh, are, are starting movement to cancel cancel culture. And I think the biggest name here is J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's taken a lot of heat for recent comments, mostly on social media. Again, this is why I avoid social media. Uh, why would J.K. Rowling feel the need to make comments about trans people at all? You write about wizards and magical creatures. <laughs> and uh, she has signed a letter in Harper's Magazine calling for an end to cancel culture. She's joined by more than 100 other writers and scholars, including luminaries such as Noam Chomsky, Salman Rushdie, Margaret Atwood, who wrote um, The Handmaid's Tale, and Gloria Steinem. Here's a little bit of what the letter says. The letter warns of, quote, a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and toleration of differences in favor of ideological conformity. The restriction of debate, whether by a repressive government or an intolerant society, invariably hurts those who lack power and makes everyone less capable of democratic participation. I wish I could remember off the top of my head what it was that J.K. Rowling had tweeted that got so many people upset. The one thing I remember is what possessed J.K. Rowling to even opine on something like this, you know? She could have gone about her day with her billion dollars without commenting on this children. No, no, no. It was something about periods. It was something about being a woman and having a period. And... Then people got upset saying, does it make you not a woman then if you don't get that, if you don't have a menstruation? And um, and that's how the transgender community got upset. But even not just that, I love both of your faces. We're like, ugh. What's that? Both of you would have had to say period no. menstruation. No, I don't think it's that. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm confused by the, uh, I'm not sure it was that exact statement, but I, I don't think it's hard to disagree with that either. But like, if you don't have an actual physical period, then you are, gen- you know, not a female, genetic, you know, sexually or genetically. Well, no, because let's say that you're. <laughs> He's like, Ugh. I'm like, what if you're 12? Look, I'm going to take my own advice. I'm not going to comment. What if you menopause? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what if you had but menopause? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what if you had a hysterectomy? I, don't, if you I, had I officially don't have period. I officially have <laughs> have no opinion on how you're going to label. And by the way, you didn't think I was intentionally misgendering Laverne Cox by calling her an actor, did you? No, I just thought you were being a douche nozzle just in general. No. 
professional Just actors refer the next, to themselves as actors. That whole scene with the little yeah. girl and Leonardo DiCaprio. They don't have to be called actresses. I've right. never seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Shuffle, whatever you're talking about. It's not just that. A lot of women actors don't see like to be called actors. Right now. No, I don't want to. Mostly he wants you to see it just so you can see that can of dog food that he bought. <laughs> Still going used. through what we do in the shadows, okay? Uh, all right. Uh, the letter uh, also says we need to preserve the possibility of good faith disagreement without dire professional consequences. If we won't defend the very thing on which our work depends, we shouldn't expect the public or the state to defend it uh, for us. That's a, that's a lot of words. And my big takeaway is, you know, maybe J.K. Rowling should just tweet about wizards and uh, dragons and fairies and stuff like that. Stay away from the, uh, the serious transgender debate. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. We're going to begin in Oregon. I always, uh, anytime we got a story out of Oregon, I always like to find out if Brandon knows where, <laughs> where's Newburgh? <laughs> Newburgh is, I believe it's uh, south of Do Poland. Do you know every part of Oregon? No, no, no. <laughs> but a place like Newburgh, I believe, is uh, south of Portland, uh, just past Salem, I believe. All right. Well, early on Sunday, police in Newburgh, Oregon, got a call about a stolen Toyota Land Cruiser SUV. Those are nice cars. They tracked it down. And the, the car thief didn't pull over. He took off, so a, a chase ensued. The driver of the stolen Land Cruiser turned out to be a 27-year-old uh, guy named Randy Lee Cooper. As Mr. Cooper sped through the town, pursued by police, he crashed into a parked Buick Regal, which allowed the police to catch up with him. They arrested him on several charges. Now, normally that's where a, a drunk driving uh, police chase story ends. Mm-hmm. But I have to let you know, there was something about that Buick Regal that he crashed into. It turned out that that car was also stolen. <laughs> police were able to determine that the car that the that the that the stolen guy, the stolen car guy crashed into was also a stolen car. Double whammy. Really killing two bad guys with two stolen cars. Also, the car thief was in the car at the time, even though it was parked. 25-year-old Kristen Beck was inside. She was also drunk. She was also uh, arrested for unauthorized use of uh, motor vehicle plus a DUI. See, in a story like that, do you think the DUI charge is fair? She was drunk in a car, but it was parked. Because I mean, there's a part of me that kind of thinks, okay, I'm I'm against the car stealing, but the to tack on the ignition. I know that's that's their always thing. the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's always their thing. If the car's in the ignition, so <laughs> the guy fleeing from the police wrecks Brand into a you. random car, and that car ends up being stolen too. A Denver police officer has been fired after making a series of what his supervisor called extraordinary bad, extraordinarily bad decisions. <laughs> Lisa sent me this story, so if if you want to flesh it out any as I go along. Yeah, some of those include an unauthorized car chase, failing to turn on his body camera during the chase, failing to notify the department that the car chase crashed into an innocent person's garage, then trying to conceal damage to his own car using whiteout. Okay. 
the what? officer who was fired is Nicholas Morrow, who's been on the police force since 2015. He was following an SUV with a broken taillight. This happened back in November of last year. And uh, he followed without turning on his lights at speeds up to 99 miles an hour. He never turned on his lights or siren, however. Also, his body cam was not turned on. He only turned on his body cam after he crashed into a home. Now, see, I'm a little confused here. Did he crash into the home or did the guy he was chasing crash into somebody's house? No. So when they were when he was chasing the car, he then called a nearby officer and told the officer to look for the SUV. Well, the, the fellow officer followed the SUV as well until it ended up crashing into the garage door of a home. So the SUV that they were chasing crashed into the it. The SUV crashed into so this is somebody's where, home. Yes. So both of the officers then... Now, if you tell me the home was stolen too, then I'm really going <laughs> to... <laughs> Both of the officers approached the SUV, but the suspect had already fled on foot. So they were they reached into the SUV to turn it off, but the SUV instead ended up reversing down the driveway. And that's how it struck the officer's car. Oh. So that's when the line began. The homeowner told the officers she didn't own or recognize that car. And they later told her to file an accident report online, even though policy mandates that the officers have to take a report on scene right. themselves. So that was the first no-no. Yeah. It, it kind of compounds after mm-hmm. a while. So the officer told the lady... Oh, file a report online when, in fact, the procedure would have been that he he takes the report since he was right there. Mm -hmm. Um, According to the uh, deputy director of the Denver Department of Public Safety, Officer Morrow so significantly violated the public trust that the only appropriate penalty for this rule violation is termination. Yeah. Not just... um, you know, what we've mentioned so far. Um, the homeowner told the officers that it wasn't her car. Mara later told the woman via text to file an accident report online. Yeah. Wait, so he was texting from his phone with the woman who, who had the car crash into her house? Yeah, and told her, just file a report online. But then he then went and filed a false report saying that he found the vehicle damaged on the side of the road and it was a few blocks from the woman's house. So he lied and said it didn't even crash into what? the house. What, yeah. What would have been he the said that he got, he panicked. Yeah. When he realized that he had not followed procedure, beginning with following without the lights on and the siren yeah. and then getting in a chase at 99 mm-hmm. miles an hour, that once he had done that, he panicked and it led to these bad decisions that he regretted. Let's see. He logged a false report saying that he had found the vehicle damaged on the side of the road. He also logged a request that the vehicle be towed from the scene, did not mention the high-speed chase in the report, did not mention the crash or the damage to the woman's home. Minor details. Also didn't mention the damage to his patrol car, you know, when he was trying to when he was trying to get the keys out and the car backed up, backed up into his. When he returned to the police station, Officer Morrow attempted to cover up the damage to his patrol unit using whiteout. <laughs> wow. I, I assume it was a white police car. So he was just going to, oh, yeah. okay, you know, there's not a whole lot here. I'm just going to cover this mistake up real quick. 
Morrow said he did not activate his body camera because he didn't want it to show him pursuing the vehicle. <laughs> Isn't that the point of the body cams? Yeah. I, I will say this as we're talking about reforming police, you know, I think there's some pretty extreme suggestions out there that I'm not totally on board with, but I think that camera ought to be something that like you can't turn it off mm-hmm. just yeah. whenever you want to do something. Yeah, why bad. do they even have control over their own cameras? I guess to charge it? Maybe they gotta go to the restroom. I mean I can think of times when a yeah. police officer would want some privacy, but the idea of, oh, I'm about to do something I'm not supposed to click right. <laughs> that seems like a problem. Did you read how he ended up getting caught? Uh the woman ended up calling uh, somebody else in the police department, like filing a report, and the person who took the report noticed that it did not match up with the officer's report. Yeah, and so what happened is the person who came to take her statement, she said, "Oh, I have a doorbell camera, so the whole thing was caught on." Tape. Oh, oh no, I didn't know that part. Wow, yeah. I didn't know about the doorbell camera. So the officer who came to take the statement watched the video of the incident and um, went ahead and did a follow up and found all of the false. Right. from the officer. And it was is clear this whiteout on your car? <laughs> <laughs> See, I wonder how they found out about the whiteout. Or if he's <laughs> just like, just looked at it. oh, I'm going to admit everything now. You got me. Someone was leaning on it and their uniform got dirty. <laughs> All right, a couple more stories. I want to do these really quickly. This one is from Kentucky, uh, where a man got into an eight-hour armed police standoff, and it all stemmed from an arm wrestling match that he lost to his teenage son. (laughs) Yeah. 55-year-old Curtis Zimmerman of Florence, Kentucky, was intoxicated on Sunday night. At some point, he decided to arm wrestle his son. The son's age is not in the report. It does say that he's under 18. However, I like to picture him as like a (laughs) (laughs) seven-year-old. But we don't know. Just under 18. Well, the teenager beat his dad in arm wrestling, and Mr. Zimmerman was so angry that he started fighting, physically uh, attacking. And then he grabbed his gun and fired two shots into the ceiling while his son was up upstairs. Just take the L, dude. Yeah. Be proud of your son. He beat the old man. You know, if you need an excuse, you were drunk. Anyway, the cops went to the house responding to reports of the gunfire at 1 a.m., and got into an eight-hour standoff before Mr. Zimmerman finally surrendered and emerged from his home. He's been charged with wanton endangerment. You think you could beat me at arm wrestling? I am ninety uh, percent sure I would beat you I at arm wrestling. I'm like country strong. See, you don't think I'm strong, but I also I was I'm, from doing a lot of country work when I was younger. But my right arm is really strong. Just. Because I used to fence. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's why. <laughs> I used to do fencing. All right, that is uh, today's true crime report. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Some people in the uh, chat want to see the Buzz versus Nico arm wrestling. Why do you think? I mean, why do you? I'm really good at arm wrestling. Oh, okay. Do it. Come and, on. And Callen, you, I, I, Callen. I, I, I see you slothfully lounge around the house all day long, so I'm... <laughs> and what do you do? I'm sloth- slothing next to him, but... <laughs> he, he's sitting <laughs> on my patio. Pace. No, he's sitting on my patio drinking my beer, is what he's doing. 
I mean, I might have a beer of his every once in a while, but if I get a 24 case of beer, I might drink three of them. What you don't understand and they're is gone the, within the a couple creative of days. process re- requires juices and food. So. Gross. Sustenance. Sustenance. Uh, I mean, I'll arm wrestle you if you want You'll to, lose. but I'm pretty yeah. sure that I would. You would, I would absolutely win. lose. Do it now! Come on, let's do this. I'm a strapping young 31 year old. You're a not strapping 53, I think. So I put money on me. Oh, really? Yeah. How much money? Uh, put a All case the money of beer. that he saves not buying beer because he drinks money. <laughs> I was gonna say put a put a uh, put a case of beer on it. Yeah, a case isn't bad. If he buys a case of beer, it's going to work out the same way. He's going to drink <laughs> ten of them. I'm going to drink two. See, it's, it's a win-win. It's a win-win, win-win for Nico. <laughs> yeah, but at least that's beer you didn't have to buy. We used to have. I'm more. not a big beer drinker, but I'll buy it and just to have it around. Just to have it, and then it's gone because it's just I don't want boom. it to expire. Buzz buys it. <laughs> I don't want it to expire to keep Nico around. Yeah, that's like the cost of my company. I think <laughs> beer, beer. You like. Mm-hmm. I'm like a I'm like on uh, to catch a predator when they show up with wine coolers. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you brought wine coolers and condoms. <laughs> you want to take a seat? Take a seat. And a Hello Kitty backpack. I, w- I was just going to talk to her. Tell her. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell her that she's on the wrong path. And <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh-huh. well, well, be well, careful about the company she keeps. So why did you bring the condoms? Just I don't case. know. I don't know. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. Water balloon. <laughs> Water balloon fight later. Did I hear beer? <laughs> uh, yeah, Nico is a big fan of the beer. I do enjoy. Good it. for Nico. I'm happy to hear Thank that. You. That is a solid. Uh, that's a solid man right there. And Buzz, I thought that you have kind of become more of a beer drinker as you got older. Yeah, but it's still real in real moderation. I mean, that's just funny. not a lot of. Not a, not a lot of Wait, beer drinking. You don't have to drink, you know, four or five or ten cans every or bottles every time. But as long as you well, get I to enjoy don't. different types of beer, do, do you have a personal favorite? Because I remember when we were at the state fair for Texas OU weekend, oh. I had and I had what was that? You had that the was, Oreo, like the <clears throat> wasn't it like an Oreo beer? It was an Oreo beer. That's right. It was like was it in Oreo ice cream cookies? I, I think so. Like they like put a scoop of ice cream, cream in there with the beer. Ew. And it I was think not the good. Beer was I think the beer was like a stout. It was a real dark beer. Yeah, as so, I recall. Yeah. You put know the what? Beer on your chest. God, I want to do I want to do OU Texas, but they're probably not even having it this year. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm working on the post right now. The Texas State Fair is canceled God, for this year. Go. Yeah, um, but no, actually, Dead Beach does a they do a double stuffed Oreo stout. Mm. It's pretty good. I think Buzz only likes like Budweiser, Coors. Mm-hmm. He wa- wants his seltzers. The watery kind of. No. I tried the seltzers thinking, well, maybe this is something I'd like, and I, I really didn't care for them that much. You know what I do like? A buzz teeny? He'll I be can. like, you want a buzz teeny, Nico? I'm like, no. What, what, is, a, what is a buzz he teeny? He didn't, he didn't call them buzz teenies when I lived there. He I called them buzz, buzz Adams. Right. Well, they're now called buzz teenies. <laughs> now, hang on. I just thought about something. People love Brandon. the buzz, especially girls. <laughs> love the buzz teenies. They're very sweet, like me. That's not the one that you gave me. The, what you gave me was like filled with grapefruit, and it was sour. Was it sour? Do you sound? Know what you're just, doing? Do you just make it up? Like, is it different every time? Yeah, the official rules are that it can be any uh, ingredients as long as it's actually Buzz that's making it. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> 
Because I remember there was one time where Buzz, he's... Uh, it's kind of a jungle juice, to tell you the truth. Yeah, he's kind of going through his his, uh, his pantry, and he was like, hey, so I normally put this in. Um, I don't have that. Can I just fill it with whiskey? <laughs> and I was like, sure, go ahead. It's, no- it's normally, with a, it's normally a Jen or a vodka drink, but if I don't have Jen or vodka, you know. So he had me drinking a whiskey drink. That's a vodka drink. Vodka drink. <laughs> then a cider drink. Then a lager drink. We sang the songs that reminded us of the good times. Songs that remind us of the better times. What's happening? Did I <laughs> did I say that Tammy Duckworth was a Vietnam veteran? I thought I said it might have been a slip Iraq. Up. It might have been a well, slip. Well, you said it twice. You said it, she was in a war twice. One of the wars was Vietnam. You said. Okay. Well, that was a slip up. Obviously, she was in Iraq. That does not change my central point, which is that Tucker Carlson is a chode. <laughs> or not. Or not. Yeah. Here is a comment. Uh, before we keep moving on here, we got to get back to this arm wrestling competition. Okay. Oh, okay. Cappy. Uh, we used to have way better bets, like uh, a slap yes. with a fish. Yeah. Or uh, tasing Nico. Remember, we ended up with that, too. Oh, yeah. Well, come up with something good. What do you mean, come up with something good? You know, I don't want to just do it with nothing on the line. We could test out the tasing that you got me for Christmas a couple Christmases ago. No, why do we have to keep going back to tasing? What, is there have n- some confidence. Are there Think not outside the box. New ideas. Have some confidence you'll beat him. Loser I, goes in the mystery box. I'm reasonably sure that I would beat mm. him. I'm I'm not saying that it's a lock, but I'm reasonably mm. sure I'm that I that I am stronger bet. than he thinks I am. Cappy, who's who you, who's your money on? Between Buzz, Buzz and, and Nico? Nico in an arm wrestling competition. Well, I don't know. Does Nico lift weights or does he do anything? He does 12 ounce curls. I spend a lot of time by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do uh, what? Good Lord. His right arm looks like Rafa Nadal's. But that's because I did. It's like Quagmire in that Family Guy episode when he discovers internet internet. porn. (laughs) That's because I did fencing, uh, Kaplitz. That's what he calls it, by the way. I was a national oh, well, fencing you, champion. Mm-hmm. Were you really? Yeah. Were you being epe or saver? You really was in epe. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you're a na- if you're a national fencing, I don't champion, think that requires a whole lot of arm. I mean, are you, you got to hold your arm wrist. up? Sure. You have strong wrist. Yeah, right? and the the epe has a steel bell guard sometimes, so it weighs like pretty heavy just to hold it out there. All right. Well, I used to bale hay and haul it, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've done activities before. I've done See, that. I would probably, I would think that, man, Nico's got a shot just because he's so much younger, but I don't know. Buzz, aren't Wait, you can you say so right much just one more pandemic? time? Aren't you still kind of staying in shape? I wouldn't say I'm staying in shape, but I think that I'm stronger than people. It's like well, this he's weird staying in shape. It's just the shape of a pear. Mm-hmm. Like how you would never expect Butterbean to be a good boxer, but he ended up being one. Dude, I once arm wrestled Butterbean. Yeah. People Holy in- crap. I thought, okay, I'll arm wrestle Butterbean. And I'll surprise him He, because I thought I'll be stronger than he's expecting. He was stronger than you were expecting? Way stronger. <laughs> like It felt like I know what it would be like to get your arm caught in a wheat thresher because <laughs> it was just like... I could have used both hands and... Put and my feet weight. against the wall trying to push his arm over, and I would have got his arm over. Well, people in the Facebook chat, their money's on Buzz. Oh, cool. Underdog status. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't want to just 
oh, you're going to buy beer that you're going to drink. I want it to be something like when I got smacked in the face with a fish. That was a good one. Come I, up with something good, I'll, yeah. and I'll do Facebook it. Facebook chat, start uh, yeah, come up with coming up with ideas, and we'll pick one. Um, Padilla says... I will say this about Buzz. Yeah. Okay, now listen. If you can channel your inner strength, which I've seen over the years, all right, uh, and you really get to that point, I'll, I'll take you. But the question is, will you will you get there mentally in order to try to win an arm wrestling? Yeah, he punched because, a hole in the wall here know, once. Yeah, I've seen him get really mad ago. at Brandon uh, trying to just, get in the room. No, forget, forget, forget once. Uh, he put a hole in the wall about uh, indoors about four or five times over the years. So that, not once, Lisa. This is this was a regular thing back in the day. It's kind of like he's the calmed office. down. He's Remember lost Andy, that anger. When Andy would just keep putting. He doesn't have his edge. I know, and that's what I'm saying. So if you cha- buzz it, can you channel it again just for the sake of winning an athletic competition like arm wrestling? With I don't know if I want to embrace the beast like that. I'm going to do every. <laughs> You know, I finally managed to shackle the raging beast that lies within. You don't want to ride the And I don't want to ride. It's like, I feel like, I feel like Bruce Banner trying to keep the Hulk <laughs> subdued once he gets out. You're like you Bill know. Bixby. You don't want to see me when I'm angry. <laughs> yeah. I'll do everything in my power to keep you happy <laughs> and not really? embrace the beast. Interesting. Wait, no, no, no. I didn't. Mm. No, I meant like, satisfied. No, no. I meant like. <laughs> You're going to keep him satisfied? You're going to keep him satisfied? Yeah. All right, let me me read a comment here, because we were talking about uh, whether Tammy Duckworth actually said who uh, lost her legs in Iraq, Uh, whether she actually said we're going to get rid of George Washington. Well, she didn't. They played the clip and said, well, you know, I think we should have a national dialogue. She, She didn't express what her opinion was. If anything... You know, she evaded the question. <laughs> she evaded answering the question. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a political move. But to say that a Iraq war veteran who lost her legs in service to her country hates America takes a special kind of a-hole. And Tucker Carlson is that special kind of a-hole. And I think that's why Padilla wrote, Buzz, what is your view on Texas history since the only reason it came into existence was because Mexico outlawed slavery and they wanted slaves. I would say that in on the issue of slavery, the Mexicans were in the right. I mean, how would I say otherwise? Looking back 170, 180 years later. I mean, how, how would anybody argue? And just like most historical issues or even current issues... It's not one issue. I mean, there were historically there there was other stuff going on. I don't think you can understate how important it was to some of the Texicans that they'd be allowed to keep slaves because Texas was part of Mexico. Mexico had outlawed the slave trade and owning slaves. And so when you hear about the Alamo and the fight for Texas independence, not all of it, but a significant portion of it was they didn't want to be part of Mexico anymore because they still wanted to have slaves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's an easy one to answer. If we're talking about the issue of slavery, vis-a-vis uh, the, the uh, Texicans' fight against for independence, the Mexicans were in the right on that issue. Uh, all right. So we're getting some pretty good uh, options here. Oh, for the bet? For a bet payoff. Right. Somebody was saying that, uh, and this is the one that I think is kind of leader in, my, in the clubhouse for me, from Carlos. It says, loser gets their armpit hair waxed. 
Oh, yeah. Wow, you were really quick to agree to that. I'm already waxed. I don't want to go too into it, but I know I, I once made the mistake of shaving my underarm hair. That's not good. When it grows back, it's that stubble. Yeah, really. It's, it's like soup. Like I was walking around with my arms out to my side. Well, that yeah. would be the point. All the time. Yeah. Um, well, no, you don't get that when you get waxed. When it grows back, it doesn't grow back as stubble? No. Oh, okay. That's the whole thing is because when you, when you shave it. Don't it, women shave their underarms? They do, or they can get them waxed, whichever they prefer. If you get them waxed, because the whole thing with the, the shaving is it's because it's a blunt cut to the hair. When you get it waxed, you're actually getting it taken out from the follicle. That was a dangerous sentence, by the way. Blunt cut to the hair. <laughs> say it five times fast, no. and you are definitely going to say the C word. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, no, you don't get that. It, it grows back actually softer. Uh, That's it, acceptable to me, but how do we get a, what would you call a person, an esthetician? Esthetician. How do we get an esthetician? You can buy the, you can buy the wax and then you just, the microwave the, it? The you winner. can buy the wax or yeah. my, my, one of my best friends uh, is a uh, Chantel. We'll have Shanti do it. There you She's go. She's an esthetician. Do, yeah, you, the you or Joanna don't want to do it? I thought you guys would jump at this opportunity. I was like, Shanti. Yeah, gotta get close. I'm like, Shanti's my waxer. Oh, well, then we know that they're used to dealing with stuff. All right. <laughs> we also have somebody. Um, if, we, if we do this bet and it involves waxing underarms, I, I want part of the bet to be the loser has to read uh, Lord Byron so that they can wax poetic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just up in the ante there. That'd make for good radio, I'll tell you that. Yeah, great radio. Actually, it would. Um, we're yeah, also I having get her in. another one here saying that the loser wears the winner's dirty underwear for a day. Oh. Ooh, as their face mask. Oh. oh, no. Like, you've got a unwashed underwear, and that has you have to use that as a face mask for the I entire day. I have never day. seen Nico look so serious in that moment when he said no right now. <laughs> well... I mean, really, anything. Can I mean, be Buzz, you're so sure of yourself. Well, anything. I mean, I am. Be I am very sure. So I wouldn't really mind taking anybody. But when Buzz tells me things like, "Hey, this is the fifth day that I've showered by taking a, a swim in the no, pool." No, no, I'll tell him. Like, <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm, it's five days. I haven't taken a shower because it's pool season. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be How like, are you? Yeah, I'll, I'll be like. His dog's pee in that pool. You should pool. probably take a shower by now, buddy. He's like chlorine they don't. I've never seen the dogs pee in the pool. Water? It's because they're submerged they in it. They go into the pool. Yeah, they don't go in and <laughs> No, he's got one of those. Do you think what they, they raise their leg in the water? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do they, 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 they call the it seat. What do they call it? The, the, the type of entry that you have on your pool? Beach. Oh. The beach entry. Beach entry, yeah. yeah. So you just you can kind of walk in. So what his dogs do when it's really hot is they just walk in to the point that the water's coming right about... To uh, their belly. Yeah, to their bellies. Just keep them cool. I guarantee they're taking a whiz in there. Guys, I got to tell you, I bet Buzz's underwear is like radioactive at some point. Oh, or, gosh. Or a, I don't a biohazard. Listen, if I take a dip COVID. in the pool, I got to tell you, I feel real clean and refreshed when I get out. So. Dude, I got to say, I'm not, I'm not happy with how this is going down the Facebook chat because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Homero says, do it Brandon style. Whipped cream pie in the face with winner's pubes. Oh, no. How did that become Brandon style? Because you, you were that? the one who took yeah. the... He did. Yeah, I did. Brandon uh, got... And, and it, it wasn't was, just one, one person. It was Buzz's it was mine and Steve Trevino. Oh. And, and Steve even admitted, he was like, man, I haven't showered in like three days. What a gross Wait, thing. It was, the, it was the pie in the face game. And we were going around, and everybody was just clicking at once, clicking at once. It was, I believe it's the one and only time Steve has cursed on the air. 
he dropped an F-bomb because he was that nervous because it was the, you know, the pie in the face game. He had that little hand, the little palm. So he put... It was uh, right when that game came out, or it was fairly new to me anyway, but we took whipped cream and then we sprinkled it with uh, shorn hair of the pubic variety. <laughs> yeah. That was poetic. It's like a little bird's nest sitting on top of that thing. Somebody wants to uh, tie it into Nico's stand-up comedy uh, career. Michael says, if Nico loses, he has to be embarrassed by performing his stand-up routine in his underwear. Oh, okay. Would you do that? I mean, I'm, I'm, embarrassed. Loses, I'm embarrassed every time I perform, so... <laughs> Wait, but listen, if Buzz loses, he has to be embarrassed by performing Nico's stand-up routine. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing. Fully clothed, by the way. Yeah. Careful, Buzz, just because people bet on you do- doesn't mean you won't be the one wearing Nico's draws. What if we What if uh, we uh, combine this all into one bet? The, I, I, the wears... underarm thing actually sounds nice. <laughs> I mean, No, only one, though. You can't get both of them. Uh, just one? Just one, on- one waxed. Okay. Oh, then you're going to be uneven. Uneven? You're going to oh. be real awkward. How about a mohawk? I mean, really? I, I don't want to sacrifice what, really? what I have left. Yeah. Well, what if it like actually made it grow faster? Yeah. Longer? Guys, I don't appreciate this. <laughs> <laughs> or we shave Buzz in the back of your head. Hey, Buzz, my uh, oh. son is concerned about the wax bet with you. He does not want. He, he, I told him what waxing is, and he's worried that you know it's gonna, it's really gonna hurt you. So he's uh, concerned about. I'm that. glad that somebody. I'm glad that somebody whose last name is Kapowitz gives a damn for me. <laughs> I haven't talked to your brother like in three weeks. Yeah. He still won't go eat with you? Well. Is he, he, I, I, he's he's social distancing been, or he just he, doesn't want to go? He's been looking yeah, for an says, out for like five years and finally <laughs> coronavirus hit and he was like, sweet. <laughs> Here's what Ryan says. Loser takes a syringe of ghost pepper hot sauce to the nose. Oh, Whoa. No. Like right up in the oh god, guys, we are. In, I don't want to go to the I don't want I don't want anybody to go to the hospital. I no. do have that little um, tube of ghost and reaper pepper powder. Yeah, if but then they're gonna anything with that. Then it's gonna be like, oh, I can't smell. It's gonna be like, do you have Corona? It's like, no, I took. Somebody suggested ghost pepper to the nose. The Edgar haircut. What is the Edgar haircut? I don't know. I don't know. Orlando says I think Nico's trying to back out of it. Are you trying to back out of it, Nico? He sounds less sure of himself than he did 15 minutes ago. I can say that. I'll say yes to whatever. Whatever. I'll beat you. I'm not even worried. I'll do the underarm. Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. And the underwear thing. Make it a double whammy. Or should we save the underwear thing for another bet? Yeah, I was going to say save that because we might need it. God. I I mean, ugh. That would be an improvement to Nico's stand-up routine. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that would. And so what, when are we going to do the arm wrestling then? What do we want to do? Just after the show? One or Witter, uh, best two out of three? or I'd say best two out of three, but see, with arm wrestling, every time you, you compete, you lose energy. So well, the, the but, but you both should be using, losing the same energy. Yeah, but I'm older, so maybe I don't have as much energy. Stamina. Wait, say it, stamina. Steve, have you watched the arm wrestling like on ESPN? Uh, yes, I have. Brandon's very squeamish about I'm arm very, wrestling. He saw guys. Mm-hmm. Didn't you see like a compound got, fracture? It snapped right in half, oh, dude. No. Right really? in half. Dude, arm wrestling? Did match? it go through the skin? No. Uh-huh. All it all it takes is um, fourteen pounds of pressure. Like if you're twisting on your arm. So when that what they say, and this was like a, it wasn't a professional arm wrestling competition, but it was a weekly thing that we did where we had. 
professional referees and an actual table. And what they say is when you're doing it, you have to make sure that your body stays in line with your arm because when you lean back and you turn, like if you're like kind of like this, where you almost turned to the side, it's like this, mm-hmm. that's when it's going to snap. Oh. And I remember standing there and I was announcing, and there was like the one time I filled in for this as an MC, and I was, I was sitting there on the microphone and you just hear this, like this, like it just, it was this horrific sound. And then out of nowhere, everybody gets super quiet. And you just hear me on the microphone go, oh, bleep. <laughs> and then they turn the lights off. And so the referee grabs his arm and kind of takes his shirt and makes like a makeshift sling to keep it up. And he told me, he's like, dude, I could feel the bone like grinding on it. Well, if you're going to hey, keep it up, you wait. usually feel the bone. Uh, Buzz, don't you, <laughs> Buzz, don't you remember the movie uh, Over the Top no, with Stallone? Yeah, Stallone. It's like a whole movie about arm wrestling. Were these like high-level competitors that you were... Uh, I mean, there were some guys. Were they that, amateur? I, I don't it was know. amateur. Can somebody be a professional arm wrestler? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. They were like, that's who the referee was. The referee was an, uh, a professional arm wrestler. All right, so what are the rules? Two, uh, best two out of three plus uh, are we allowed to hold the table? Or I'm not filming it. I'm not. I don't, no, I don't want. I don't know. How did referee? It's been me, so long me, since I actually arm wrestled. Play, play. No, for this. Yeah, you Steve, know, should, like, Steve should definitely wrestling. do that. Yeah, do, Steve, you, you can do like it. Would you like me to call the action? Yes, yeah. and and actually, uh, you know, do the. Uh, yeah, get in the car and come down here right now. Play. We can do it before ten o'clock. Nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I think that'd be funny. Like, what kind of calls would you make? It depends on the. Uh, it depends on the excitement, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll describe. Here's the call. Boom! It's over. Buzz beat Nico. Very confident. Yeah, you're very confident for a 53 year old. I'm, like I say, fairly confident. If I was 100 percent confident, I would say that. Right, but I'll I'm, just have to. I'll I'm just have to prove it. 80, 80 percent confident. Not as confident as you were that you could hit 80 on the the jugs gun throwing a baseball. If you want to know the truth about that, I I was pretty much just talking. <laughs> <laughs> Because we had a baseball, we had somebody from the baseball team. I think it was Andy, wasn't it? Could have been Andy. From the Chihuahuas? Yeah. yeah. It's either Andy or Tim, I can't remember. Might have been both. Yeah. Do you guys hang out with these guys all the time? Are you on a first name basis? It's people from the, from the organization. Yeah. And I, I didn't know much to talk about, so I just started talking like, oh, I, can, I can throw 80 miles mm-hmm. an hour easily. I if I was more prepared for the interview, it probably never would have come up. So. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, I was just, was just talking <laughs> to waste time. Trying to find to a way to fill truth. 10 to 15 minutes. I appreciate now, that honesty. Though. We still need to make it out to Cody Decker's uh, uh, the base. Uh, yeah. And, and get you guys uh, get you guys clocked. That would be are they still It looks open? really you know? nice. Yeah, they're open. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, as far as the um as far as the the best 2 out of 3 goes for an arm wrestling match, that's interesting and I'll tell you why. No, no, I just want to do because, one. But I, okay, no, I, I, wait, I'm curious what Steve was going to say. What with each hand? There's a thing that No, listen. There's a thing that you, you do in arm wrestling where you, like your off hand the hand you're not wrestling with like holds a holds on just like a handle or something, right? Stick it down your pants. Let Steve tell what he was. All right, saying. go ahead. If you do, if first off, if you do just one, if you do just a, you know one shot at it, then you then you give it your all. Then you guys are maxing out in one arm yeah. wrestling match. Ooh, if you I go like two how out of thinks. three. If you go two out of three, 
then each of you can kind of size each other up during that first match just to gauge the, the strength and the power. And ultimately, I don't want to say tank the first of three, but you don't have to win if you feel confident that then you'll win matches two and three because you'll feel that you've got more power ready to go for the rest of the uh, rest of the arm wrestling match. So think of it this way. You could almost feel somebody's power and strength even if you let them win. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like, I've got this in the bag, and I'll win the rest of it and take the uh, two out of three. Whereas, one, you got to give it your all, and there's no there's no turning back. That's I was really about to point. say, I don't want to drag it out, but then I realized we've been talking about it for 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Just tell me when and where. All right. I think we do it live. Sure. We'll On do it live. Sure. Why not? We'll, we'll do it live. We'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Steve, can you come by tomorrow morning? Steve. One time. I don't know. One time. Uh, want to do 7 o'clock? I want to do 6 o'clock. No. 6 o'clock? Oh, come on. Ask your son if he wants to see Buzz get waxed. Yeah. Do you want to see, hey, Joel, do you want to see Buzz get waxed in his underarms? No. No. <laughs> do you, Thank uh, you. Did Not ask, cool. Ask Joel if he wants to see Buzz in an arm wrestling competition. Do you want to see Buzz in an arm wrestling competition? Yes. Okay. There you go. Aww. So come on down, Cappy. Do you want to see Buzz win the arm wrestling competition? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Now we got oh, words, yeah. Joel. <laughs> got, he's a fan. All right. We'll do it tomorrow, then. Sounds good. Cappy, come down at seven, man. There is no chance. <laughs> Why? I will, you know what I'll do for you? I'll Wait, recreate put your, put your it. Oh, oh, Cappy, I forgot I'll to recreate, tell you. This is the Buzz recreate. Adams morning show, not the Buzz <laughs> Adams <laughs> midday show. Midday show. All, I know, all I know is the Buzz Adams 9 o'clock hour. That is the, uh, that, that is the show that I am a part of. So That's not even in the network. Well, that's when you have me on. So Exactly. I like the FaceTime idea, Brandon. <laughs> we could just have uh, Cappy on a, on a screen. Yeah, but there'll be a delay. Yeah. Not if I'm on this and watching it. Uh, if, if you, if somebody gives me the actual video feed while it's live, no, on there'll phone, be a delay. That's and I'm, I'm saying. On, there's, I'm there's still going to be delays delay. on all of no, that. No, there's not. There's not going to be. There, there'll be less than a second delay, and we'll have this thing pretty much simultaneous on the air. It'll be perfect. That'll do. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Here's our studio line. You call us and uh, participate in the show. Maybe you got a thought. Maybe you got a rant. Maybe you got a question. Maybe you just want to chit chat. The toll free studio line is for all those things at 844 305 6210. That's 844 305 6210. Steve, you still there with us? Uh, yes, I am actually. Uh, almost half a billion dollars for 10 years of Pat Mahomes for the Chiefs. That sounds like money well spent to me. How about you? I like it. Yeah. I think it's a good investment by everybody involved. I love the fact that Mahomes is sticking around. As I think he's, he's the most exciting there. player in football right now. Absolutely. There's one agree. problem, though. That's mm. locking up a lot of money. And all of a sudden, when they got to pay Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or any of those other guys, they're going to start walking. And then we're going to see who Patrick Mahomes really is. Mahomes even said that this will give the the Chiefs flexibility because the big dollars don't kick in for like uh, another five, six years. So he believes that there's no reason why this team can't uh, continue to be on top for uh, the foreseeable future. So 
because uh, you got to remember, he still has for the next couple of seasons that rookie deal. So when you add in that extension, it's like a 12-year deal more than a 10-year deal, and there's a lot of financial flexibility for the Chiefs uh, in the short term. So it might not be nearly as bad as you think it's going to be. Well, it's making me kind of a Chiefs fan. I mean, uh, I'm a Saints fan primarily, but if there's a super exciting player, you know, I, I love to watch Patrick Mahomes play, so I guess that kind of makes me a Chiefs fan, right? It does. So that's good that you're a Patty Mahomes fan. But yeah. he's fun to watch. There's no I, was also, I was also a Christian Okoye fan <laughs> back in the day. Wow. Throwing a name from the past out well, there. Well, Derek like Thomas. It. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true, too. There's a story in the Times, at the El Paso Times today, that the uh, Miners football team are not going to have fall camp up in. Where did. Where, Redoso? They used to do them yeah. in Socorro. So, like, they for 20 something years, they had been having a fall camp outside of El Paso. And the story is they're not, they're not going to go out of town for their camp. My question is do you think there's going to be an NCAA football season? Okay, so my answer to that is, yes, I think there will be. Do I think it's going to be in the fall? That I'm not 100% sure of. Like it may not start until December, January? The spring. Um. There's January or February of 2021. That could be a possibility, too. That's actually being talked about right now with a lot of Power 5 schools. They are discussing uh, the potential of playing in the spring versus the fall. I heard someone opining and saying that if – Colleges don't have students on campus. They shouldn't have sports. Meaning that, you know, if this is serious enough that you don't want students actually there learning, you know, the thing that college was originally supposed to be about, Mm -hmm. then you should just drop all pretense that that college athletics is a college activity and just admit that it's a it's big money. So yesterday, UTEP's president, Dr. Heather Wilson, sent an email to all the students, okay? And UTEP has about 3,800 classes that they normally offer in the fall semester. In the summer, they polled all students and asked what would they prefer, in classroom um, or online? And she said the overwhelming majority chose online. So uh, as a result, there will be 2,500 um, online courses. There'll be some that'll mix online with classroom and only about 100 cor- uh, classes out of 3,800. That's strictly uh, classroom for the fall semester. Take a USC or, a, you know, North Carolina or Penn State or anything like that. If if the campus is empty of students, should they have student athletes playing a contact sport I mean you could argue no i, I do argue it. but no. then again but the question is going to be that if the students are still learning online and getting their education online should they not be able and that's the whole idea they 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 ed, the education is the trade-off for playing uh intercollegiate athletics um shouldn't they then be allowed the opportunity to still um you know to still play here's my argument is that it, let's say hypothetically that they don't allow the sports to happen would the school then get rid of the scholarships for those student athletes? Because why are you giving them free college if they're not going to be playing the sport? Mm-hmm. 
because you assume that they'll be back next year and you don't want to just get rid of that because ultimately you could lose your entire um you know your entire team as a result so you 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 basically you know suck it up for that one semester um hopeful that it'll go back to normal the following year and then they'll be able to continue um you know playing uh, playing sports for you if a school was to do that do you think maybe one of the student athletes would leave to a school where they could be playing if let's say hypothetically the school said, yeah, no, there's no in classroom and there's also no sports. Mm-hmm. Don't you think there's going to be like uh, like it's going to be division wide, whatever the decision is. Yes, absolutely. If we're going to start later, or we're going to do something. It's going to have to be the entire division one NCAA. That's right. The entire NCAA is operating exactly. under the same the same guidelines and rules. Right. That's correct. That is correct. Uh, UTEP, since you brought up uh, UTEP. UTEP says they plan to help its international students stay in the U.S. And, you know, uh, you know that, uh, like, we have a lot of students who are day commuters who mm-hmm. come across from Juarez and take classes. And Immigration and Customs announced on Monday that international students uh, attending U.S. universities and college will be at risk of deportation if their schools switch fully to online-only courses. So... If your school decides we're going to do online classes and you are on a student visa, boy, this administration really does not like foreigners. I mean, I know, like, my brain knows that, but then it really sinks in how much they absolutely hate, not not illegal Not even just illegal, yeah. Immigrant people from other countries. Because we're not talking about illegal immigrants. We're talking about people who are on student visas. Uh, Students will either have to transfer to a university that does allow in-person courses or leave the country. In response, UTEP said it would work individually with each of its 1,400 international students to ensure that they won't be at risk of losing their visas this fall. UTEP, uh, UTEP President Heather Wilson said that university administrators would ensure that every student's course schedule meets federal requirements for their F-1 visas. Also, she knows Trump. She could probably call him up and say, hey, I I know, you know, you hate foreigners, but do me a solid, would you? I'm surprised that there are only 1,400 international students. I would have thought that number would be much, much higher at UTEP. Hmm. What is that? What is that supposed to be? It's like if they're only doing online classes, you got to go back to your country, even if you have a, you know, a valid student visa. I have no idea. What, what underlies that level of animosity against? Like, how is it helpful? How is that to be helpful? <laughs> Basically, what what is the point of that type of rule? I mean, it, I, I I think just hatefulness. Right. I mean, that sounds like it's an oversimplification or there's something I'm not getting, but it just seems unnecessarily xenophobic and hateful. Uh, Let's see. We just got a minute here to wrap up a couple other things. Let's talk real quick about the numbers that just came out this morning. The largest COVID-19 case increase in El Paso. Uh, 393 new cases were announced this morning and five additional deaths. So this was for yesterday? No, the, yeah. This is the one that came out this morning at 9 a.m. County numbers? 
uh, City of El Paso Department of Public Health okay. reported right. five deaths and 393 new COVID positive cases. The deaths, um, all except one of the patients, had uh, underlying medical conditions. Uh, a male in his 50s, male in his 60s, female in her 60s, a male in his 70s, and a male in his 70s with no underlying conditions. All right, that is not the direction that things are supposed to be going if we're hoping hoping to get back to some semblance of normalcy no, anytime and it, soon. No, and it doesn't help that it's so difficult now to get a test. Uh, lots of people are being exposed, and lots of people are trying to get tests, and it's increasingly difficult to get a test right now in the city. Here's a graph that I thought was pretty interesting. If you didn't count the United States as one country, there are a lot of our individual states that would still be the leading country themselves when it comes to confirmed coronavirus cases. Arizona, for instance, would be ahead of the next closest country, Bahrain. And what it's specifically looking at is cases per million residents. So new cases. Yeah, new cases of coronavirus, COVID-19 coronavirus per million residents in the last seven days. If Arizona, okay, so let's take the United States as a country out of the equation. Let's say each of the 50 states were their own independent country. Yeah, that's the way I liked it. Well, Arizona would lead the entire world. No other country would have more cases per million residents than Arizona. With 3.3 thousand uh, new coronavirus cases per million residents in the last seven days. The number two country would also not be a country. It would be the state of Florida, <laughs> which, which is has 2.7 like thousand. The third would be South Carolina. And then you see Bahrain coming in with 2.2 thousand per million residents. And then we're right back to Louisiana. Uh, Texas would be in the top 10. But, I mean, that that kind of really illustrated how how much worse the, the numbers in the United States are. Mm-hmm. So I know you may say, well, we've got more people, but this is doing cases per, per million. million. Right. So it kind of, it kind of, not completely, but it kind of yeah, evens it's, out it's some of that discrep- discrepancy. I don't know if you uh, care about this, but Johnny Depp has been in court. Uh, it's his libel suit against a British tabloid that printed that he was a wife beater when he was going through his breakup with Amanda Heard. Uh, and some things have come forward. Uh, Johnny Depp has said, not only in this case, but, but also he said that Amber Heard was the one who was violent in their relationship. And I think there was some evidence to back that up. But uh, he said that Amber Heard once defecated in their bed because she was mad. There's just a lot of weird stuff. Gross. Johnny Depp is suing uh, a British tabloid for saying that he abused his ex-wife. But then he revealed some interesting things about his relationship with drugs and some stuff that's that's kind of upsetting. Uh, Johnny Depp admitted that he started doing drugs at around 11. 
He said his mother used to ask him to get her nerve pills, and eventually he started sneaking them for himself. Uh, but he denied that his drug or alcohol abuse ever made him, quote, undertake violence against anyone. He also revealed that he smoked marijuana with his daughter when she was 13 years old. Man, that's but he too made young. The, yeah. So there's been a lot of scaremongering about marijuana, but I think as it stands today, the best available medical science says that marijuana can have an effect on a developing brain. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're not supposed to smoke marijuana. Well, it's illegal under 21, right? Unless it's you have a medical well, exemption, and it's illegal or in a lot of other states, but it, it's. But even it, the brain, they say that the, the, yeah. the brain is still developing into an adult brain into your mid twenties. So the idea of giving marijuana to your thirteen-year-old is a bad idea, not only from a legal standpoint, but it looks like from a medical standpoint too. He says that he smoked marijuana with his daughter Lily Rose when she was thirteen because he was trying to be a good dad. And here's a quote from Johnny Depp. I knew that the marijuana I had myself, that I smoke myself, is trustworthy, is a good quality. I don't think that means that it, just because it's good weed. I've got primo stuff, man. Right. This is called kind herb. Uh, I was determined not to have her try any drugs out there in the world because it's too dangerous. I was being a responsible parent. Uh, I'm not really buying that. Uh, but he did accuse his ex Amber Heard of being the physical abuser in the relationship. He said the last straw was when she or somebody else, but he assumes her, left a number two in their bed. He said it happened after Amber's 30th birthday party in 2016. Johnny wasn't there because they were already having troubles and he was staying someplace else. But the next morning, someone had left a surprise on their marital bed. He says first Amber blamed the dogs, then said that it was just a harmless prank. Johnny pointed out that the dogs are Yorkshire Terriers and that the the Dukies were were human size. <laughs> you might remember the dogs. Remember he had taken them to Australia and, and they hadn't gone through customs, so they were gonna there was a whole thing where they or New Zealand or wherever they were gonna put the dogs down. It's that. Johnny's lawyer also cl- accused Amber of having an affair having affairs with both Elon Musk and James Franco. She does have a type, and that type is douchey, apparently. (laughs) All right, have a great Wednesday, everybody. We're going to be back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Uh, Be safe. Have a great one. We'll talk to you tomorrow starting at 5 o'clock. 